Can a daily crossword puzzle slow cognitive decline? Find out about this and more in today's PV Roundup podcast. We'd like to hear from you. Are you a doctor, nurse, pharmacist, or other medical professional with a great journey to medicine story? Tell us your story of how you got started in a medical career for an opportunity to be featured on the podcast. Send an audio recording of up to four minutes of your journey to medicine story and include your name, degree, specialty, practice setting, and location. You can also submit a text version of your story and we can read it for you. Email your story to us at editorial at pvroundup.com for a chance to be featured on a future episode. I'm your host, Senior VP Medical Director, Dr. Tim Wright, coming to you once again from the Pioneer Valley in Western Massachusetts. Here are today's stories. Mild cognitive impairment increases the risk of dementia and the efficacy of cognitive training in these patients is unclear. There's now evidence that regularly attempting a crossword may help slow decline in some people with mild cognitive impairment. This from a study published in the New England Journal of Medicine. The study recruited 107 adults aged 55 to 95 with mild cognitive impairment. For 12 weeks, they were all asked to play one of two types of games four times a week. Spending either 30 minutes on Luminosity, a popular web-based cognitive training platform, or 30 minutes attempting a digital crossword. After 12 weeks, the participants were re-evaluated and given booster doses of gameplay six more times during the 78-week experiment. By the end of the study, participants were given standard assessments used to measure cognitive decline, and friends and families reported on their day-to-day functioning. MRI scans were also used to measure brain volume changes. Researchers found that in key measurements, including cognitive decline scores, functional skill and brain volume changes, the regular crossword players fared better than the game players. The results were unexpected as the investigators hypothesized that the challenging web-based brain games, which were specifically designed to boost cognitive function, would offer the most benefit. One of the explanations offered for why crosswords worked better than web-based games is that study participants with late cognitive impairment may have found the games too difficult to comprehend and execute satisfactorily. In contrast, most older adults are familiar with crossword puzzles, which were of medium difficulty in the trial and allowed participants to set their own pace. The authors go on to state that more years of follow-up will be needed to determine whether interventions such as crossword puzzles can truly prevent dementia. In our next story, we learn from new data presented at the American Society of Nephrology Kidney Week in Orlando, Florida, that patients with kidney disease may be at increased risk of developing cognitive issues. In an analysis of 2,738 participants from the Framingham Heart Study with a mean age of 67 years and without dementia, researchers found that there were 251 participants with albuminuria and they had a 65% higher risk of developing mild cognitive impairment or dementia. There were 187 participants with chronic kidney disease and they had a 51% higher risk of developing dementia, mainly the vascular subtype. And finally, from the strong HF study published in The Lancet, we learned that intensified treatment protocol can improve acute heart failure outcomes. Patients with acute heart failure who were quickly uptitrated within two weeks of discharge to 100% doses of guideline-directed medical therapy under strict follow-up had improvement outcomes compared with patients who received usual care. In a study of 1,078 patients admitted for acute heart failure, readmission for heart failure or all-cause death at 180 days occurred in 15.2% of the patients randomized to the intensified protocol compared with 23.3% of those randomized to usual care. 
short-term improvements in blood pressure, pulse, New York Heart Association class, body weight, and NT Pro BMP concentrations were also observed. And that's today's Medical Roundup. Thank you for joining us for this episode of PV Roundup Podcast. For more stories like these, visit us at pvroundup.com to subscribe to our weekly newsletters. Thoughts, comments, or suggestions? Please leave us a review on your preferred listening platform or email us at editorial at pvroundup.com. Subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Pandora, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, or Google. You can also download our Amazon Alexa Flash Briefing, Medical News Roundup, and just ask, what's my Flash Briefing? Thanks today to Sean Mullen for production assistance. Join me next time for an episode where we'll cover the latest stories in the world of medicine.